The best definition of prayer that I know is the one that's given by St. John of Damascus. Prayer is the raising of one's mind and heart to God. And I like that definition because it directs us to engage those two faculties that we possess that most reflect the image of God within us, our reason and our will. Because as creatures made in God's image, we possess a rational intellect and a free will. And if the seat of our intellect is said to be our minds, then the seat of our will is our heart. So in raising our minds and our hearts to God, we orient these very divine faculties in us that God has given us back to the divine, which really is their proper orientation. And that's why we're instructed to pray without ceasing, because that should be our default orientation, the default orientation of our minds and our hearts. And we fail to realize this much of the time in our lives, but that's the default, that our minds and our hearts should be oriented, raised up to God. And I mention this today on the solemnity of the most sacred heart of Jesus, because when we venerate Jesus' sacred heart, we should be aware that what we venerate is not just a biological organ, like we venerate the relic of a saint. In biblical terms, the heart is the center of the person. It's where our desires, our affections, our intentions reside. The heart is the seat of our will. It tells us what we want, just like the mind is the seat of our intellect. Our minds reveal what we know, and our hearts reveal what we love. And when we gaze into the sacred heart of Jesus, what we find is a heart burning with love for us. We see a heart that loves us so much, it was willing to be pierced for us, to die for us, to shed its last drop of blood. How can our hearts not be moved to love him in return? But as we contemplate Christ's sacred heart even further, we will discover there an even greater love. We discover behind his great love for us a more foundational love. Christ's first love and his greatest love. And that's the love of the Son for the Father. When we adore the Sacred Heart, what we're adoring is the human will of Jesus Christ united perfectly with the will of God the Father. And this complete love of God, that's the source of Christ's love for us. Because Christ's sacred heart only wants what God wills. And what God's will is, is for our salvation. This is what we see when we look at Christ's sacred heart. But what does Christ see when he looks into our hearts? Does he see 
poor sinners in need of a savior? Certainly, that's what we are. But that alone would only cause Christ to pity us, not to love us. Christ sees something more when he looks into our hearts. He sees something there that's lovable. Christ's heart is perfectly in love with God, and that enables him to recognize and love the image of God that's in each one of us. And see, this is where we stumble. This is where we have trouble, you and I, because we fail to see the image of God in each other. We fail to see the image of God in other people because of our sin. And I don't mean that other people's sins obscure the image of God in them and prevent us from seeing it. No, what I mean is that our own sin prevents us from recognizing that image of God in others. It blinds us. But Jesus' heart is not blinded by sin, and so he can see that image of God in us clearly. And therefore, he can love us perfectly because he recognizes in us and he sees clearly in us that which is most lovable. That's why St. Paul says it's difficult for us to give our lives for another, even for a just person. Because sin inverts our love and it it turns it inward. It turns it towards ourselves. It it makes us navel gazers. We just walk around looking at ourselves all the time and we're unaware of all these images of God walking around all around us. And ultimately, because sin separates us from God, it makes us unaware of the image of God in ourselves as well. But Jesus gave his life for us while we were sinners Because his heart is perfectly united with God. And the only thing that Jesus wants, the only object of his desire, is to do the will of God. And the will of God is creative, life-giving, and merciful. God made us for himself. He draws us to himself. It's the will of God that not one of his sheep be lost. The sacred heart of Jesus is a human heart that is filled with divine love. And now that same love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. It is, or it ought to be, the driving force of all who call themselves Christians. Pope Pius XII said that devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus by its very nature is a worship of the love with which God, through Jesus, loved us. I'll say that again. It's a worship of the love with which God, through Jesus, loved us. And at the same time, an exercise of our love by which we are related to God and to other men. It's our love, that love of God poured into our hearts that we exercise, which relates us to God and to others, which connects us, connects us. So as we raise our minds and our hearts to God in prayer today on this Feast of the Most Sacred Heart, let us order our own hearts to be like Jesus's, loving God above all else, and loving one another and ourselves as God loves us with humility, mercy, and compassion. Let us unite our hearts with his so that the deepest longings of Christ's sacred heart 
may become the deepest longings of our own. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us.